The latest edition of Resolute, PLU's University Magazine, uplifts stories of alumni, students, and graduates who are first in their families to attend college. This conversation bridges the gap between a current first-generation student and a legacy loot who come from different backgrounds but share similar PLU experiences. For more magazine content, visit plu.edu resolute. I am Isaiah Huey. I am a sophomore at Pacific Lutheran University. I am a history and Chinese studies major with a minor in theater. And I am working really hard to do all my classes, manage learning a language, playing too much Dungeons and Dragons, and learning about history all at the same time and hopefully get my degree on time and study away in the fall next year. I'm Brian Lawball. I went to PLU from 1979 to 1984. I double majored chemistry and communication arts. I then later came back to PLU and got my teaching cert. And then I later came back to PLU and got my master's in teaching. And then I later came back to PLU and got my um, admin cert. And so I have spent many a year in a PLU <laughs> classroom, a lot in the admin wing. And I was a teacher for several years at Lakes High School and then became principal of Lakes High School. And then um, since that time, I've been an administrator in the central office in the Clover Park School District. So my mom went to college for just like a couple months uh, when she lived in California. Um, and then she just dropped out. Um, and so she was only like three months in, but she never like really finished a degree. Um, but she, like, took gen eds, and all she does is complain about how hard they were. Um, so that kind of scares me sometimes. Um, but being um, a first-generation student, student um, I always knew that I wouldn't have, like, a support system for, like, family-wise. Because none of my family, like, my close family has been to college. Like, my immediate family, like, my aunt and my, her uh, husband have gone to college. But they went to, like, online colleges and, like, or different things. And so it's a little different uh, to, for, like, the traditional experience. There's a lot of support systems. Um, and so when I need help, I always ask for help. Um, what's something I had to learn really young is I need help, ask for it. Uh, I only applied to, like, three or four schools. Yeah, see, that's kind of interesting because I only applied to PLU. That it was, I knew that's where I wanted to go. And that I was all excited when I had my early admission letter back, you know, in the mailbox. But... You didn't apply to many colleges. I applied to a state school, mm -hmm. um, and then I applied to every other school through Act 6. You know, I remember coming here during Luther League visits. Um, back. I grew up in a Lutheran church, and okay. they would come here. So they had these little... They called them Junior Luther League or Senior Luther League, and so you, you would it's come like as a little league. For yeah, as well, well, you just come Lutherans. here as like uh, yeah, sort of that idea. But you would come as a group and we would visit campus, and so I, um, and plus my parents had gone here, um, and so it wasn't really a question to me. I I had just become accustomed to it. I grew up in a small town um, north of Bremerton called Paulsbo, and. Um, there's no other university over there. So this felt like coming a long ways. You know, there was only one Narrows Bridge at the time. Um, even though now, you know, kind of retrospect, I didn't really go very far. But um, it was it seemed far from where we, you know, I lived. And it turned out well. It turned out well. It turned out <laughs> fine. I, I, don't, I think my sister didn't apply for more than one either. So um, I know my daughters have all applied to... One was to seven schools and one was to ten, right? I'd, I know they've done more about applying to school than what I ever 
did. Yeah. But I kind of had it in my head that I was coming here. Nordy, Eric Nordholm, and he was pretty famous for the children's theater productions at the time. He was the person who kind of kept you coming, right? I think everybody has that in theater. There's a person you come back to because you like how they work with you, the, how they, um, what shows they want to do, right? How you get involved in set design and staging and that sort of thing. So, you know, he was, he was fun to be around and it was fun to do it with him and we always had a good time. I think um, Jeff, uh, um, uh, Jeff Clapp, um, is uh, the person for me in the theater department. Um, I've only, I haven't taken, a, I've taken several classes with Jeff um, now, um, but Jeff's just a great time um, because he always messes with me um, and I always mess with him and so we just have this witty banter back and forth all the time and it's, I think it's a lot of fun. But when you bring that up, it, it is sort of the thing that attracted me or kept me at PLU perhaps was you got to know a couple of professors really well. So um, at the time in chemistry, I had Dr. Tobias and Fred Tobias and, and he and I, really bonded. He was my advisor and he kept me going in the chemistry major, even though a couple of times I kind of wanted to stop or quit. And he, he would call me into his office and he would say, now, Brian, you only have this class to take. And I go, okay, but I don't really want to, you know, he really, he was very good about making sure that um, you follow through on your plans. And so th I, that's what, I mean, really helped when you had difficult times was to have that um, faculty person who knew you who could say hey you know you can make it you can this can get done right and um, hold you together and I worked in two different departments right so chemistry and com arts there they were two separate parts of the campus they still are two separate parts <laughs> of the campus it was it was easier to do the com arts because um, I really enjoyed working on the newspaper and you know being part of that environment and um, Cliff Rowe who was the professor at the time was also the same kind of guy. You could go to him and say, hey, I don't know what you're wanting me to do. <laughs> right. All right, why, don't, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this crazy thing of double majoring, right? It's going to take me an extra year of college, right? Can you notice I had a five-year experience? <laughs> um, but anyway, it, it was a little bit about that. The whole connection to the faculty was really... Um, the faculty are a big thing. Uh, they're super great. Um, professor Timothy O'Neill, um, he's a visiting professor, He's kind of the reason why I'm a Chinese studies major, because um, mm. I came into PLU with an intended history and theater uh, double major, um, and then I, I kept history because I've always loved history. Um, and I took a class with uh, Tim um, about East Asia, um, and taking East Asian societies made me realize that I loved like not just the U.S. history like I used to, mm. um, and so then I just fell in love with China um, and East Asia, and I think it's super cool. Um, and so I started, I, and I took another class with him about Tibet, and I took another class with him about World War II and uh, China and Japan, and then I'm taking a Chinese language class, and it's fell in love with the language. And then uh, Paul Manfredi, um, the 100-level um, um, Chinese teacher, is amazing, and he's super, he talks so fast, both in English and in Mandarin, and so it's really hard to understand him <laughs> sometimes, um, but he's great. Um, and so there are people that definitely came here, but definitely um, my family are people that uh, are a big factor for me um just to like push me like my mom is my biggest fan um and so like i don't want to let her down i think is a reason mm. why so like one thing's hard i'm like my mom would say keep going and i can do it and it's fine um but definitely my mom and my little cousin definitely when um times get hard i'm like 
nope, I can't, I can't drop out. Uh, nope, uh, don't get to because, uh, and my cousin has her parents who are really good role models, but like, I am, I held her when she was a little kid. Mm-hmm. I messed with her. She's like a little sister, and so like, if I don't do well, I will feel like I am not being the best role model I could be for her and so that puts a lot of pressure on me but it's like because I'm, I'm doing it to myself like no one is putting this pressure on me uh, but me mm. um, but I still have this pressure um, and so I deal with that just by working as hard as I can to make my little cousin proud um, my sister was at PLU too so she's the year she's we're only a year apart in school so she was here as a freshman when I was a sophomore so there was a little bit of competition to that <laughs> You know, I had to graduate if she was going to graduate as well. And then my parents both attended PLU as well back in the 50s. And so um, kind of that whole notion that, well, we did it, you know, back then. And you can do it now, too, right? We existed with them. The transition for me was really easy um, because I knew I was going to have to work really hard. Um, and so I went in with like, I'm going to have to work super hard, uh, to like keep up everything. And like, it was, I personally felt like it was easier than high school. Um, just because like, I didn't have eight classes. I had three classes. And so like, it was so much, I got so much free time. Like I was like, I'd find myself being done. I'm like, what do I do with my time? I've did my draft and my paper that's due tomorrow. I don't have an assignment due for like two weeks. And so like, it's really like the transition for me personally was super easy. Um, I noticed that for my daughters too with Lakes and CP both having eight classes total. And then you go to college, you're taking half of whatever you took in high school. So when you're balancing eight academic courses against four college courses, you feel pretty, they felt pretty prepared too, right? This whole notion that they had to create some study skills in high school. Write a college essay. It was something that I didn't think I, uh, in hindsight, I look back on, I had, I still have no idea how to do it, and I'm, very lear- <laughs> I'm learning very slowly. Uh, for me, I think it was a little bit of the shock of kind of being in the top group of your high school, and then you come to PLU, and you're no longer top dog, right? That, yeah. Um, there are a lot of other top dogs here. Uh, everybody here everybody is, is here the top. Is, and so um, kind of competing on that level was a big shock. And then having been in a small town in a small school, um, a classroom when I took general chemistry was uh, over 100 students in a classroom. And so I was going, what's this about, right? You know, <laughs> I, you know, Knew to expect it, but it was different, right? It was it was a hard experience to adjust. I think from sort of the smaller setting and you know being one of the top ten students, right? And you're with all these other top ten students, right? It's yeah, like what? It, when everyone's the best, who's really the yeah, best? Yeah, who's and, really the best? Yeah. And it, it's a weird uh, like uh, I don't know, like I don't I want to say challenge, but like a uh, feeling to like feel like. I'm on top of the world, like Jack and Titanic, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then going to being Jack at the end of Titanic. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, is, is, is a yeah. feeling that nobody wants to have, but everybody right. has when they but come to college. Everybody has when time. they come to college. I think for me, it was getting involved, right? It was um, 
when I applied to help lay out, back in the day, you had to lay out the mooring mast by strips of paper on another piece of paper. And I had done that in high school. I had worked on the high school newspaper for two years and um, kind of took that experience and went into the mooring mast and said, hey, I can be your layout editor. And so it was uh, getting involved, being part of the campus, uh, the activities, um, you know, kind of realizing you're just like everybody else, right? It's not yeah. that you're different. It's just um, you kind of had to get connected to people and the things that are going on campus. Yeah, definitely making connections helps a lot. Um, not with writing papers, but, <laughs> uh, but uh, I can help you. With that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, but going in and meeting with professors is something that's helped me a lot. Um, um, at first, I was like, oh, I don't know, but then I'm like. Wait, professors are just a version of me who spent 120 plus more hours in school than I right, have, right. and have exponentially more knowledge than me. So they're no different than me. Um, right, that was that's true. It's like going and spending the time you needed with the faculty member, right, and saying, mm -hmm. "Hey, how do I make how do I make this better, right, or what can I do differently?" When I came here, there was actually some friends from high school that came here as well. So we kind of gathered together. They lived in different dorms. Uh, one lived in the same dorm as I did, um, but we got together. And then, I know living in the dorms is a fun thing. You get to know people, and those are your support systems when you're away from home, right? That um, leaned on those people, the roommates, and yeah, the, you know all the people on the the wing. Uh, some of the, the first, my first year, the first couple of places I, I went to, like when they're in the tour, they're like, these are these places. There's resources and things. Um, so definitely the diversity center was a place I like, mm -hmm. like partially because I had to go there for XX, um, but partially because I liked being in there. Um, first year was a lot of my like support system. Um, but then I made friends with the people in my wing. Um, and so this year, a lot of those same guys, we live on the same floor. Um, we have a D and D group that we've been playing <laughs> since the beginning of the year. Um, and so they have become like mm -hmm. my support system just because we spent since September to now with each other every Sunday for the most part. Um, and so, like, we forged, like, one of my friends didn't know any of the people at the table, and now we're just all super close friends. We eat dinner right. together every night. Um, and so, like, having friends, I think, is a huge support system, almost, if not more, than, like, um, faculty. Because, uh, like, faculty is one thing, but, like, having people at the school mm -hmm. that make you feel at home, I think, really makes the school feel like home. Right, I the people I met when I was a freshman are still friends today, right? That we still get together. And well, I remember the the one gal, Julie, that I met the very first day we moved into the dorms, and we've just we we connected, and we've been friends ever since. Like it's just day one, and she was a nursing major. I mean, entirely <laughs> different major altogether, right? But it was fun. We had good times. My current roommate is someone who I kind of who um, knew very little of last year. Um, I know I didn't want to be roommates with my previous roommate again because he stayed up really late and shadow boxed <laughs> at 3 in the morning sometimes. Uh, so, But I can sleep through anything, so like it's fine, <laughs> but like it was a little weird. Nice guy, just strange sleep. He has insomnia, so he has like, really bad sleeping habits. But my new roommate, he's just the sweetest dude on the planet. He asked me if I wanted to be roommates, and I was like, do you shadow box at 3 in the morning? <laughs> no? Cool. Let's, let's. That's a good question to ask. And then we tried it, and uh, we just became friends because, like, we stayed up from midnight to, like, 2 in the morning most nights um, just talking about random things that come into our minds while we're laying in our beds. Um, but he's a sweet dude, and my current mate, great guy. And all the boys I play D&D &D with are definitely people I can imagine myself being friends with for a long time.
Well, I spent a lot of time in the um, Mooring Mast office because I, I worked as a reporter, layout editor, features editor, special editor. I mean, I was this there all the time because <laughs> you had to put that paper out every week. And so it was just a lot of work, and I was there all the time. And then in the chemistry lab, because if you're a chem major, you're there for four hours. It used to be in the Ramstead Hall, which is where nursing is, and I would be in the lab, and I would watch all my friends go to dinner, and I'd still be working on this chem lab going, oh, well, maybe I'll go to dinner sometime soon. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was, you could watch them walk to the UC. They were having a good time. I was just, you know, stuck in the lab for a little bit. I was either of two buildings, the old Ramstead or the UC upstairs was where the mooring mass used to be in the upper floors there. But I definitely get community in my residence hall in Anderley, Um just because that's where we all live. We all live in the same floor, except one guy who lives in Ordal. Um, but also in the theater building, because um, mm. even though I'm not a theater major anymore, I made a lot of friends in the theater building, in the theater department, um, with the professors and just um, how, like, very different a theater professor is from, like, my math teacher. Like, just very right, different. Yeah, like, they're like, call me Jeff. And then the theater's like, professor, whatever their name is. Like, it's very, like, mm-hmm. different um, um, relationships. And so um, with the students, though, um, I just made a lot of friends who I've seen some of the most talented actors I've ever seen in my life. Like, they blow some of uh, professional, like, actors out of the water. Um and so, like, just the friends I made, and I definitely, like, I feel really at home in the theater building. Like, I walk through there most days uh, just to go through. It's kind of different, though, now that they remodeled it. Cause, yeah, it's really nice. Right, cause it, well, because it used to be all one big auditorium, so they, they've broken it up now, so it doesn't look anything like it used to. Well, how could you fit the entire school in the building? That wasn't that big in the 60s. Okay. <laughs> I wish I could say that I knew I wanted to be a teacher like Isaiah does um, <laughs> when I was in college because that might have simplified some things in my life. Uh, but I didn't come to that realization until uh, several years afterwards. So um, I did. I went out and was an editor at a small newspaper in Eatonville for a while. And then I did travel Southeast Asia and China and um, kind of came to the vocation of teaching much later in life. Um, I didn't really start teaching until I was 30. So um, kind of wish I did know that, that that was what I wanted to do. Um, maybe I did, I just ignored the, the thought that I wanted to do that. But um, So all these separate paths kind of lead you to a career. And then, you know, going from a teacher to an administrator, I didn't know that I wanted to do that either, right? So. <laughs> yeah. Like, I could have simplified a lot of things in my life if I created some sort of master plan, but I just sort of let it happen. Moving into education, right, is is uh, moving into providing service for others. Um, I was a big proponent of, you know, kids applying to PLU. I'd write letters of recommendation for PLU, write the whole kit and caboodle as a teacher and as an administrator. Um, uh, so I see that as sort of what was the underpinnings of the work and time at PLU was this notion that you needed to go serve the larger community. And I feel like that's what I've done with my career. I, I definitely feel like the mission for like service and care for others, the world and all that mm. all that good all that good stuff um really overlaps with the X mission, which is like 
Um, I cannot remember it, so I apologize. Um, Act 6, don't hate me. Uh, but <laughs> um, they overlap because they're both involving service um, in, in various ways. Um, and th so me, my desire to go back to the school that I went to school for school at for four years and then spend the rest of my life there teaching smaller <laughs> children um, well, is some are not smaller. So, than yeah, you. no, some of them are just massive. <laughs> like, I don't know what they're putting in the water these days, but I wish I had drank that mm, when I was little because mm. those dudes are massive. Mm. Um, they're just so tall. Um, but um, definitely. Um, the service and the, the the giving back to the community, because um, that's all service is um, is just giving back something. Um, so the the my desire, I think the my want to give back to my old community is a testament to um, PLU's mission uh, as a statement. I think all those experiences help you when you go into the workforce. So I have this diverse background, like with the theater, right, and working on the mooring mass. Um, so you can kind of connect with people in a, a variety of ways, right? Like I can do it from my journalism side, or I can do it from my geeky chemistry side, or <laughs> um, because I did core studies, the integrated approach, right? There was a lot of things I did in history, and I, I actually probably could have been an English minor. I told you I took a lot of classes here, right? So um, all those diverse experiences help connect to the variety of students or um, teachers or administrators that I work with, right? So I'm, I'm able to um, have conversations and engage with them in a different way that's not so superficial, right? That you can really, okay, I get what you're talking about. Or, you know, when I was learning this, you know, this is what I, you know, I caught on to. So I feel like all that, helps the broader um, experience in my um, chosen field, I don't think it hurts you. I think the broader and the more you can get, the better off you are. The, there's lots of people out there that have a, such a broad range of experience, <laughs> right, that you got to find a way to connect with them in a meaningful way. You know, it was different. You know, I think I had the same experience as Isaiah with, you know, going from high school to college, the, you know, the shock, and then realizing you had to do things a little bit differently um, than what you had been doing. I think it's also a good um, to come visit a campus and feel that you belong there. But um, I think I had those experiences, and so it wasn't really a question. Uh, I, both my daughters, my the two that are in college, uh, didn't choose BLU, um, but they found schools where they felt like they fit into. So I always. You know, we went to, to all these colleges and or, or at least had the experience so that you knew you were making the right decision for yourself. You, it's a yeah. long haul, four years at one place, right? Yeah. Um, and you're making a big, expensive choice, and mm -hmm. um, you got to do it for the right reasons, that you belong, you feel comfortable there, that it's where you want to be. Well, I think you, you, both of us are quite – well, I was quite involved, and Isaiah has been quite involved in – the campus here, so I think that does help if you're the current loot, is to get involved in something, right? Whether that's yeah. athletics or it's the um, theater or it's the yeah, find something to occupy your time right. while you're here because um, mm -hmm. what uh, connects you to other people? Yep, make even make the connections because right. that's why you're here, really. Mm -hmm. Even if you are a commuter student, right, mm -hmm. or you're living off campus, is that you can just go to class, right? But you can go to class just anywhere. Yeah, it doesn't. Right? Doesn't, yeah. But doesn't you, matter where you go. Doesn't matter where you go then. So, 
I think it is really about the whole richness of the experiences that you can get involved in here, right? The choir, the band, the orchestra, yeah. right? I mean, there's some amazing facilities for all that to occur. Um, you come to the school for what it offers, mm-hmm. not just because mm-hmm. you can meet people anywhere, but right. what the school offers itself, like the music department's great and like the, the music students are great. So like what the school and the people there offer, right. I think is a, a good thing. Like, Well, the connections you make are important, but what the school, like you, what you get out of the school is what you put into the school, mm-hmm. I think. Well, what I really appreciated when I was at PILU is the connection to the faculty. And I think we both have said that over and over again, that you really weren't a number. Mm-hmm. You, you, even though in my class of 100, <laughs> um, really wasn't a number, right? The professor knew who you were, right? You weren't being taught by some TA or anything like that. You were being taught by the professor. He knew my name, unfortunately, but <laughs> he knew my name. Um, so it was all that closeness to staff. The classrooms were small. You know, you got the um, attention you needed or wanted. Um, so I think that's a good, good reason to come to PLU is the, is the faculty ratio, but it's also the faculty. Uh, if you were to come to PLU, my third second elevator speech <laughs> is PLU is a great school because they throw money at the students. <laughs> uh, they really do, uh, and uh, it's just. I, when I first came to campus, I felt like I could go here, um, and so um, I just always feel like I can I can stay here, which is really nice. Um, and that the faculty is great because they care about you, which is something that is un, I feel like uncommon in the world. Um, that people like they genuinely care about you and your learning. Um, and if there sometimes my professor was like, "Hey, I'm worried about your grade in my class," and I was like, "Oh, I am too." Uh, <laughs> and then so we talked. Um, and so the the faculty cares, and like the people are across the board for the most part pretty great. Um, and uh, the students, yeah, the students are great. Everything's great. I love PLU. <laughs> I sound like one of those machines, but like I really mean it. Like I think PLU is a great school. Uh, because it's the amount of resources that are on, available on campus and the amount of opportunities for involvement. I really miss being in the classroom and engaging in the uh, conversation that occurs in the classroom the, and the learning that it, uh, goes on, right? I, I always enjoyed it and still enjoy it. I mean, I was really in college just five years ago, I think, really. So, like I said, I've been a constant learner and <laughs> um, I kind of missed that part. But I take advantage. I mean, it isn't like you stop. I think that's the other thing mm-hmm. people have to pay attention to. If you want to further yourself, you, you continue to go and get more education. Yeah, my grandpa always said it'd be a lifelong learner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, I feel, I know I'm going to miss, um, and I, I, I miss this from high school, but seeing uh, my friends every day, um, mm-hmm. like going from being in close proximity to them, because like, it's one thing to like, be like live at home with my when I lived not at home with my grandparents in high school I would go to school and I'd see my friends every day for eight hours and then come home or right. I'd, I'd hang out all the time but like after college for the most part we have to like become adults and like <laughs> go be functioning participants of society and like pay taxes and like buy a house and do all those that fun adult <laughs> things like do taxes uh, so definitely I'm gonna miss the convenience of like social uh things yeah. i don't have to plan anything or say hey dude are you in your room like <laughs> I, I have to say hey dude are you at your house wasn't here all the time so i worked up in bremerton on the weekends i uh, worked in a 
hotel as a banquet waiter. So I was gone a lot on the weekends. And so I kind of regret that part of, but someone had to pay the bills too. <laughs> but it, um, I kind of regret being gone so much on the weekends because it was good money. And so I, I needed that money to pay for college. And, um, you know, I missed out on some things. And so th- I kind of mm-hmm. changed my point of view when I came back as a sophomore and said, okay, I'm not going to do that because mm-hmm. I'll find some work around here or do some other couple jobs during yeah. the summer to make up the difference. Um, because I did miss out on those connections in my mm-hmm. freshman year. So it was, um, I intentionally changed my point of view when I came back yeah. sophomore year. I am happy with the career I've had um, and the decisions that I've made and that have come to me along the way in terms of career. So um, I've enjoyed every single move I've made. Um, I always feel like it's a learning experience and to keep in a career in education, I feel like you always have to want to continue to learn. So I've been very happy with what I've decided to do. I uh, am happy. Uh, I basically did zero homework this uh, last weekend. Uh, I had, like, to pick a food uh, to then talk about in my Chinese class today. I got roasted and found out my Chinese skills are not as very good as I thought it was (laughs) because professors from China are here, and they came to class, and I talked with them, and I could not understand half the things they were saying. (laughs) There's different dialects in China. uh, Yeah, so hard. (laughs) Uh, But I I realized I need to practice more. Um, But, uh, yeah, no, I I feel like I'm happy. For more magazine content, visit plu.edu slash resolute.